bodies in the middle. Checks back against Carter and scores. That is atypical for the Amina Margot. Bar quickly gets it back again. Oh, but what a goal! Well, that sums up the season. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vic Acres Wonderland podcast weekend preview. Yes, I'm back. I'm back hosting since my uh, long break uh, away from the pod. It's my first one back in the uh, host chair. Delighted to do so. And I'm, of course, delighted to be joined by my co-conspirators, the magnificent Matt and the lovely Lottie. Matt, how's the uh, international break been for you? It's been good. Been able to watch a few of the games and just really look towards what could be potentially happening over the next couple of months. I mean, the fact that we actually had to cover the the that is not going to be a summer break as much as we were hoping. Uh, I think that's going to cause a lot of uproar when that officially gets into people's head. Oh, um, when the draw c- commences in five days. Excellent. Well, we'll, we'll uh, I'm not sure look forward is the right word, but uh, with, with intrigue, we shall await that uh, that draw to happen. Uh, Lottie, it's been uh, two weeks without WSL action. Have you been missing it? Yeah, I have. I've been living living on highlights of international football. Fortunately, I haven't had the time to sit down and watch it. I'm a little bit disappointed at the moment because we didn't get an epic speech. You got really lucky. You've done. You've hosted both the Spurs free previews this year, this <laughs> season. You got very, very lucky. Um, mm. I, I was going to say, was, I was going to mention this. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a return back from the international break, and it's all about business. Mm. No speeches, no waffling. It's it's revenge. Is the is the is the yeah, course of a day. It's, it's that. It's that. That I think last time I got we, like we all revved up. Like, yeah. yeah, ready for this. And then we went and lost at Tottenham. So maybe yeah. it's a good idea. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's, good idea that we didn't do it. It is 100% that my full focus is on the pod and not the fact that I, I couldn't think of anything to write and I ran out of time. It is 100% <laughs> the former. But the international break... What a great host, ladies and gentlemen. I know. I'm a bit rusty. I'm hoping to work my way back, you know, find some form. It's like coming back from an ACL injury. You're not Matt Sharp in your first game, but I get a few... I that's the belt. right injury to pick. <laughs> Any injury, but I'm just thinking of the likes of, um, you know, Beth and Viv, you know. We're only now... Especially with Beth, we're only maybe now seeing the best of her. But the international break is, of course, over. And so I wanted a quick ice break from the pair of you. What has been your international break highlight? Matt, I'll come to you first. What is, what's the moment that's, that's sort of wowed you most? Um, I'd probably say seeing um, Lotta with Moy score a first goal. I think Thanks. that was yours, wasn't <laughs> yes. it? Uh, do you know what the best part of that is? I'm the only one who originally saw it. You two saw our yeah. highlights, so you saw my one. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's fantastic to finally see that she finally got a chance, not only in one game, but a game, a game and a half essentially is what she got. And she finally got awards for it. So hopefully going further forwards, she'll be further up that centre half list than she originally was, than people think she is. 
Lottie, what was your uh, moment of the? Uh, since since I've got to change it, I'm, I'm going to have to go for Frida Lee and Odds and Warnham. Yeah. Um, in her brace with um over uh, brace in the five 0 win over Croatia in the uh, nation league Nations League. Um, her first was coming straight from long range free kick and it just beat the keeper at the near post. It was just very Katie McCabe Aston Villa last season esque, and it was just like it's a chef's kiss. Of Absolutely. A goal. Absolutely no, it was, a, it was a very special goal. Do try and catch the highlights if you can. The R1 line, it's a pretty good free kick. Uh, mine, I'm not going to focus on England because I could easily just say, you know, the lotter goal, but Matt stole it, or you know, me scoring, you know, Clinton debut, Richard Brace. No, my salute, my answer is simply um, United States getting beaten international uh, in the cup by uh, Mexico because how did we know that was coming? <laughs> because it's, it's like it, it rarely happens, you know, it rarely happens. So enjoy the moment when it comes because you know the fact that the USA will probably win their next 50 games. So when, it's like it's like when the men's side watching Manchester City lose, it doesn't happen often. So when it does, enjoy the moment because you know you don't know when the next time you're going to see one. Um, but that was a pretty pretty momentous moment in the Gold Cup, um, and we're going to move on to the news and some more international news that there is. Um, Lottie, I'll, I'll come in with you because you've got some news about yeah. the Matildas. Uh, yeah, they do. They've qualified for the Olympics in Paris this summer. Um, they ended up thrashing Uzbekistan on the second leg, ten nil. Caitlin Ford scored, Steph Catley provided two assists, and Kyra Kunigross got a full game. Um, the trio will join Leah Kadina for Spain, Emily Fox for USA, Chloe Lucas for Canada, as well as Sabrina D'Andro for, for Canada too. Um, as I just said, Frida, Frida picked up a brace um, against uh, Croatia in the 5-0 win. Um, she got player of the match, although she came on in the second half which is, I, I do find quite astounding sometimes when, when it goes that way. But again, you can't not dismiss the quality of that first long-range long goal and it hit it going near post and beating the keeper. Um, the second one was a fine solid run past the Croatian defenders with a cool slotted finish. Um, it, does, it does mean that Norway remain in the UEFA Nations League A. Stina again was in action for, for, for their 5-0 win over Bosnia and Herzegovina. I can't pronounce that, I'm afraid. Bosnia Herzegovina. Thank you very much, Adam. Um, they also managed to keep their position in League A. Um, Stina received the ball on the turn, took two touches to a stride into the penalty area and scored, scored a lovely bottom corner goal. And it was just absolutely sublime. Um, when we were recording the last pod, pod Islands were losing 2 0 to Wales um, at 25 minutes, I believe. Um, but that result didn't change. Um, Kat, Katie did captain that evening, and she was taken off at half time with a with a quad niggle. Um, over to our under 19s. Uh, our young Gunnar Vivian Leah scored her first England goal in a comeback against Norway on Tuesday afternoon after hitting a pow- powerful strike from just outside the box. And we we ended up finishing the game two two, so not bad, not bad. Really quite pleased. First call up, first cap, first goal. She's on Absolutely. fire. Well, hopefully it's the first of many, and hopefully that's a sign that you know maybe that some goals will come for uh, Arsenal. Would it be great if she could play in the uh, in the derby and get the winner? That would be uh, that'd be something special. And um, we should that have might a quick be a push to get her home though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe so, maybe so. Just a quick shout out. There was obviously the Nations League finals. Um, as we all predicted, Spain beat France, um, which 
just the quality that Spain have. I'm sorry, France, it was sort of inevitable. Germany came third, the Netherlands fourth, which of course means that out of the European countries, it will be Spain, France and Germany at the Olympics and the Netherlands will be going home. Um, there was a bit of an injury fallout with the Netherlands, which we're going to come to in a bit. Uh, in news closer to home, uh, I'm not sh- there's been a bit of news today. Uh, I'm not sure if you have been following this at all, uh, but Arsenal striker Alessia Russo made a return to her uh, home club of Beersted uh, to meet lots of young fans and um, doing some Q&As and autographs and pictures. Main reason there was that they are going, they're looking to have a new 3G pitch and then look, the club are also looking to invest more in their women's team and the get young uh, women into the game, try and build up the academy, just like Russo had when she was playing there. And they're going to name a, this 3G pitch after Russo herself. And so she was down there and obviously doing a bit of a, uh, Q&A and interviews uh, with, with uh, journalists. But this is all feeding into sort of the Euro 2022 legacy. So I'll sort of come to this from you, Lottie. I mean, how how great is it to see that this Euro 2022 win, it's not just been a flash in a pan and move on. It is triggering genuine change in society and, and creating moments like this where we may get young lionesses coming through from our local uh, from our local clubs. The fact that this is, we're coming up to two years since we've won the Euros mm-hmm. this year. And we're still getting this traction is massive. It just shows you the rapid growth of the game and how much RFA are actually investing in our women. But I do feel like they need to stop focusing on the senior team and look further down the track, jam the train, because that's where the future is. That is my only issue with them at the moment. They're not investing for lower down enough. Um, It needs to be a bit more regular than just like one, what, 18 months later. Um. But it, it's a positive thing, but it's it, more can be done, if that yeah. makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, for me, it's great to see that, Philip, so from a very selfish Arsenal perspective, and also the fact that Beast FC is my local club, um, it's great to see that the, the players are acknowledging, recognising their roots and, and supporting the team, you know, where they came from. And there was a little line from her, she was even um, supporting Mason FC, who on the men's side, who, of course, did so well in the FA Cup um, until sadly a few nights ago when they got battered by Coventry. Um, you mentioned the under-19, Michelle Adjimang picked up a knee injury on England duty. Um, Jonas Heidevel was actually asked about quite a lot of injuries that have happened uh, with Arsenal uh, during the international break and slightly before. Adjimang was one of them. The belief is that it's actually not nothing too serious, um, so it's not it sounds like it's not the horror three letters which we always think okay, of. Okay, we can all breathe now then. <laughs> we can all breathe now. We don't know <laughs> when she'll be back. There. I know. We don't know when she'll be back, but the the diagnosis is not serious, which I think is all is fantastic news. Huge talent, young talent. Obviously, Watford, it's a blow for them because she's obviously one of the star players. We saw, you know, she did score against us in the FA Cup. Um, so we obviously wish her a speedy recovery. Uh, to go through some of the other injury news that came through, uh, we'll get the good news out of the way. By the sounds of things, Leia, Katie McCabe and Victoria Palova are all in contention for the Spurs game. Um, so they had some muscular issues and tweaks. Palova obviously missed, I think, both games in the end with the Netherlands. Yeah, she uh, didn't even make the bench through. Obviously, she came home before the second game, but she yeah. wasn't even on the bench for the first. Absolutely. Uh, McCabe, I think she came off in crutches or on half the boot half time against time Wales. We had- yeah. Uh, it wasn't she was she wasn't necessarily in a boot or on crutches this time around she just got taken off right. it wasn't um, quite by Munich time. levels <laughs> no it wasn't and that oh. that was excuse my language but that was pure shithousery and I think I feel like till Jonas revealed that it was shithousery again I just ha- I just had an inkling yeah that's she's up to yeah. something 
and of course Lair, we missed out sadly on the international break and again the game Manchester United I think it was a sort of a hamstring strain but it sounds like all is well there and hopefully she will start and I think we will obviously need her um bad news is uh Lena Hertig this I think this mysterious injury is showing no signs of clearing up Jonas can't even confirm if she'll even play again this season the player that we thought was going to be back like a new signing when she scored in the Champions League qualifiers and then obviously later on against Leicester hasn't appeared since um I'm Matt, it's not looking good for um, Lena and Arsenal. This is the last we've seen a play of her, seen her play. <laughs> no, and the scary thing is, uh, I've just been thinking about maybe, she, maybe it was, uh, maybe it's a planned pregnancy or something like that. But even then, there would usually there's a club announcement about those sorts of things. Yeah, no, I think um, it's an injury. But if it's an injury, it's 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 a bit bizarre for the the whole of the team to be so closed off about it usually um as as Jonas said in the press earlier today he'll come out open and say in so it'll be in a similar era so if it's muscular he might say oh it's a quad injury or something like that so you know oh, it's only a couple of weeks off and then that's it um but to be turning around and saying that's a mysterious injury I think it's more of it could be two or three things like mm. she'd gone running and then she's hurt a hamstring, she tried to come back, and then she's hurt a quad. It it could be a number of things. And it really does annoy it's not I wouldn't say annoy, I think it's frustrating for not just us, but also the players, because you look at some of the positions that we that kind of need that competition, that left wing role, especially for Caitlin yeah. Fords. Mm. It, this is one of the reasons why I think Chloe can actually it, probably better on the left instead of the right is because of the the um she's not she's able to play both of them as well as up top if needed to um but she brings that competitive level and she makes everyone up their game at the, this current moment you've only got Caitlin and Casey Kate and Casey's playing right back at the moment because we haven't got, got Emily so it's almost yeah. like we're going back to last season where we've got we've got limited numbers again so You've got players playing in positions and they're not supposed to be playing. It's it's kind of mad that we're going to li- you say limited numbers considering how we have maxed our squad, but due to obviously injuries and, and international absentees and so forth, we we're still we're still playing McKay but right back and you know forcing forward to just to play on the left wing. Lottie, I'll, I'll sort of come to you. I mean, what's your thoughts on the situation? I mean, uh... thing is, I'm a little bit concerned because I just while Matt was talking that I did have a little snoop on her social media. She hasn't posted in nearly six months. Yeah, and there's some there's got to be something really wrong. Mm. And you, a lot of people say that they don't like her. They're not. She's not this. She's not that. But she has come through in those vital moments. And sometimes you sit there and think, this is a Lena Hurtig moment. We need Lena, and she's not there. I, th- I think this is a, maybe well we're writing me off too soon, but if there is a hypothetical situation where she doesn't play for a season, and I think her contract might even be up at the end of the season. I think, so I think it is as well. Um, yeah, it, it all depends on Arsenal. If they're treating her, they might do another year like they did for Viv. But obviously, mm. Viv is a t- totally different kettle of fish. But yeah. we are known to look after our own. Absolutely. My, my worry is is if her legacy is going to be. I think people saying she's you know rubbish or don't like it is unfair because you know, I don't think she's had a fair go at it. I don't think she's, she's, I don't oh, think she's even played ten games for the club. So no. how can you judge someone that exactly. hasn't even played exactly. 
that's, that's the problem with the fan base. Is even in the men's, they're so judgy. They this always this expectation of what a player should be, instead of yeah. waiting to see what they've got in their locker. I've been very help like everybody's loving Emily Fox at the minute. I'm very held back. I want to see what she does in her first ten games. It's... I'm excited for what she's doing right now, but I want mm. to see this is going to be consistent through ten games and not further on. If that it's... makes sense. Yeah, That's it's the easy. easiest example I can I can put it right now. If you have a two like good games, and if, if your first two games are great, the fans will like love you forever. But if if you're a bit of a sort of more of a slow burner, you know, you 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 you, you create prejudices which maybe you don't deserve. And I think it's a bit unfair because you can have two great games and then sort of just be average the rest of it, and people will still love you. I mean, it shows how important first impressions are. And no, I'd say exactly. Fox Fox has certainly had a good start, um, but sustaining that momentum is another matter and that's what will really make her you did mention viv and of course we, we we can't put this off forever um she's been ruled out for several weeks with uh what's believed to be knee irritation and then required to clear scar tissue from her knee so she's had to have surgery and will be out for several weeks this is the same uh operation that she had just before her comeback um I there was really talk about having us for the rest of the season now mm. it's march yeah, so, it, it's the thing. The end of the season is nigh. It's, it's, it's snuck up on us because only I think eight games left. It's, it's sort of like we're in the yeah, end game already. And exactly, and it's 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 kind of sad because we're not going to have frequent pods. I quite enjoy getting like doing pods every week with you guys, but obviously we'll still be here for the Euro qualifiers. Absolutely, I'm looking uh, forward to once that. a week. But yeah. um, yes, yeah, so we've think... got five five weeks, so I would probably imagine that she will be probably be back towards the end of the. We, I mean, the 21st is the last game. That's the, one of the last, sorry, Adam. It's yeah. one of the last games of the season, but I imagine she'll be back for that one, if I'm honest. Well, it, given she's absent, okay, yeah, we should just clap. Yeah, we should, un- we should underline, obviously, yes, we know Mida Marty is like one of the best players mm-hmm. in the world and a very high quality player, so we're not dismissing that at all. What is, um, what's the to describe this, but given she's absent, how will Arsenal cope? Or will they cope well with her absence? Do they have the options to play without Miedemar? We know that Jonas was trying to integrate a Miedemar Russo partnership at the start of the year. If it's that long term, then that goes out the window and he's now got to start to think would, of the other partnership. I would say yes. We've got that depth up front. We've got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Um, if Frida brings that brings that found confidence she's she's had at Norway from the last game, mm. we should see her playing a bit more. We can even play Russo there and then put Stina up top and see how they get on together. I think that's going to be the interesting combination for me. How, who goes up top? Who goes in the 10? And if it's already pre-established relationships or new ones that we're building on. So well, it's going to be very important for Sunday. I think this is the advantage of having such depth is that we knew, we always know with ACLs, there's always setbacks and setbacks, which is sort of was half referring to at the start of the show is what I was referencing to the fact that you always He's get setbacks and hamstring twins and twins. You can put Kimmy there as well. Well, this is what I'll come to you with this one, Matt. How would you line up? We'll get on to obviously previewing Spurs and how we might line up on the day, but mm. uh, we've, you know, we've had Russo at nine, Kim at 10 or Frieda at 10 or Russo at 10, Steena at nine. What in your mind is the best way we could maybe go forward? We could line but up. Without Viv, then you're sort of, mm. it would have to be, for, the wings don't change, simple as. Yeah, yeah just, I mean, um, just in front of the, the 10 and the nine, what is the, the, the pairing you'd have? Um, maybe it's time to change it up a little bit. Maybe it's time to put Steena up top mm. with um, Frida 
as the 10. Okay. Um, yep. But I think it's going to depend on who's going to be in that um, little and uh, the little and Bol Volte. If the, if, because then you've got pick of out four different players there. Pelover and um, Cross as well. Where do yeah. they? Yeah. Mm. So I would have originally put Vic as the number 10, but I think at this moment in time, you know, Caesar more as the, the um, holder or the yeah. Kim Little in that team if Kim's not there. Um, so it, it's difficult to say for certain. But Would you say that, sort of rounding off his point, is last, we obviously lost Vid for most of last season, you know, with the ACL, mm -hmm. and we did sort of manage to cobble something together to compensate for. Would you say that we're in a better place now to deal with it, maybe with the experience of last season and obviously with the with the depth we now have in that position? Do you think we're in a stronger position to mitigate for her absence? Yeah, 100%. Um, essentially, what happened last season was there was no change to the formation. It was just, right, OK, Frida, we need you to play as the 10. We've got no one else there. A, that can, it was a bit like Frida or Frida all or nothing, basically, yeah. last season. And, and, when Vic came in, Vic was then playing as in that steep role because Kim was injured. So it was mm. Vic, uh, Leah and Frida as the main three. And that's where a lot of the goals were coming from at times, or it was the, them getting an assist or something around that, unless you're Kate McCabe and scoring worldies against Man City <laughs> in the last minute. I mean, we, we should we should just... We'll just finish with this. We were very lucky, despite so, all the injuries last season. We actually, Frida and Steena had a reasonably clean bit of health because Adam, they, they had some Is blood. it safe to say we've got a plan B then, boys? I think we do. I think we've got a plan B and a clan, clan, a plan C as well. A clan B, a plan C as well. Um, I think oh. we have options when rather than just having just one plan left because, yeah, I, I, I think it'd be interesting to see how we shape up um, in the derby, which I'm going to move on to. Um, now, plan D there's... is also available, and that probably involves the youth players, but we'll leave, yeah. leave Plan D alone for the moment. For, for now, but you never know. There could, be, there could be a chance for someone to become a hero. Now, this is a quick question for the pair of you. I don't know if you've been following the news much about this, but there is something is going to happen for the first time at the Arsenal in football. I know in... what it is. Oh, you I know, know what, what it is. is. You know yeah. what it is. Okay. okay, Matt, do you know what this is? Oh, I know what this going is. On okay, so moment. something is going to happen for the first time. I think it's, is it in footballing history or just WSL history? I think it's footballing I think history. It's I think oh, right now I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Women's okay. footballing history. Well, okay, well, Lottie, what do you think it is? We sold the Emirates out. No. Uh, <laughs> Matt, what is it? I got so excited there. Back back we did it for the May United game, didn't we? So that would. Yeah, but I had a look earlier and I couldn't access the map. I was going to say uh, that there's, there's still some. Actually, well, that's reminds you that there is a, a key moment, but that will that will come on to that in a bit. Matt, do you have no idea what this is? A back sat a back. Um, are we the top five attendances in the WSL? No, no, and we keep looking at it's nothing to do with WSL. This is you, this mm. is global football. I think mm. certainly in this country, it's never happened before. No, it's not. Okay, it is the fact that this is the first game which will have an all women grounds team. Oh, managing. I forgot about that. <laughs> yes, I, I saw know. That. I was so excited. I was like, that's awesome. And then I went, oh, no. Yeah, yeah no, I'm is... really happy. Thought no. about it. Well, we should say, thought, well, how, um, I mean, it's bonkers obviously, that that's actually, you know, we're in 2024 and it's taken this long. But um, how impressive. And of course, it's Arsenal that's done it. How impressive is it? 
Lottie. Oh, it's, it's, it's absolutely massive. It's nice just to see that the club are looking at it as the women's game and in the back in back in the women's staff to do the job. Mm. Um, I mean, we, if I don't know if you guys noticed, but when you they go down to the bench at the men's games, the grounds team are very mixed. It's a very mixed team, which is great to see. But the fact that they've decided, oh, we can have an all-women's team to do the Emirates on a women's match day. Mm. I love it. Absolutely. I think it's fantastic. And I hope it is the first of many because um, that pitch is amazing. And it looks, you know, whoever's running it, they seem to be doing a very good job. And I hope they uh, continue that legacy. We've put it off for long enough. The game. Um, you did rather uh, spoil my follow-up point, which was going to be about the attendances. I got really excited there. I know. Sorry. And, and, and rightly so. So I, I like, I've been following your thread. I like your thread <laughs> about, the, about the ticket numbers. Thank I you. do keep an eye on it. It saves me going to look. As things stand, there are, st- I mean, and I should say at time of recording, which is uh, 1948 on a Friday evening, there are still tickets available. However, by the time you actually listen to this pod, it could have sold out. So do check. And if there is a ticket and you haven't got one yet, firstly, why haven't you? And secondly, please buy one and go because of, at the press conference, oh. Jonas declared that there were 166 tickets left. Wow. Yeah, uh, I've since heard rumours that it's potentially less than that. Um, it is it is getting close to a point of when and not if we sell out. Um, by the looks of things, the majority of what remains of the ticket allocation is, as always, upper tier clock end. That seems to be the last place to go. Um, I'm not obviously down to the order in which these things get released. I don't know why the clock end is such a, a place where no one wants to um, hang out for watch a game, but so that's how these things always work but it looks like less than 100 tickets could remain somewhere between 100 and 200 we'll see now this is obviously pretty amazing because we sold out for the main night game i think we were only a couple of hundred short for the chelsea game so if we do hypothetically sell out for both games um i will come to your thoughts on this one so obviously what does this mean well firstly if we take arsenal out of the equation what does this mean for the game itself as a whole it's a North London derby. The Arsenal fans are going to be out in force. I'm sorry. I don't know why everyone's still surprised about this. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are, if you're a fan of the women's game or not, even if it's your first game. It's a North London derby. And for Arsenal fans and Spurs fans... Sorry. <laughs> um, well, I was going to say, we'll give... We'll give Matt. Matt, you take over while Lottie um, sorts, <laughs> sorts herself up. Um, yes, Matt, what does this mean for the game? of the women's game it's just a very very high caliber fixture just um since tottenham have re-established themselves they were originally in the championship and they've got gone up we've played them in the fa cup iwabuchi scored having that magnificent goal against them in that 5-1 win at meadow park there were there are other magical moments like um beth mead scoring Tottenham hitting the post from a penalty <laughs> at the end. You had to had bring first, that up, didn't first you? One up. I mean, um, and then there was the last season thrashing of them. It's it's just like um, these are the the sort of games you look at and go, you know, I remember that season and that happened and that happened. Yeah, yeah. And I, whenever I look at the, this game at the Emirates, within the first three to five minutes, Beth Mead scores a goal. With that usual Beth Mead run, uh, and Viv usually is, the, is that one feeding her through, 
and uh, sometimes sometimes you look at it and go, I missed that, and it looks like we're going to miss that. But it's it's things like that where you got oh, I've got great memories of that, and I always think back to the where this rivalry has gone. Uh, I, it's still one-sided, but there is more of that attendance now from from them. Um, I don't know if it helped them when we went to their crappy rip-off replica stadium. What, and, 151? Uh, well, no, um, earlier in the season. I was oh, the, about, oh, that one. Um, okay, we will get to that one. That, yeah, we will we'll, we'll sadly crawl over that one. Um, so, yeah, uh, what I was going to say is, what would you say? How much of an impressive, just focusing purely on the attendances, we'll move on to the game and some of the, the, the moments which we'll get through. But what, how impressive uh, its achievement is it to actually get to be the first, well, potentially be the first to sell out a stadium of this magnitude twice in a row? Lossie. Now, I, I assume you've got your throat back now after. Uh... Yeah, I do. I'm really sorry, guys. I've got a tail end <laughs> of the of flu. Um, so if, if I disappear again, I will be back. Adam will come back to me in a second. But as I was saying, like with an Northampton derby, it's more than just points on the line for us. Mm. Tottenham will understand this. This is about pride. Although we were in North London first, Middlesex didn't join London till the 60s. So we were here first. Um, but it's a case of who has bragging rights and that's the one thing we've always had until december and it's time to get that back i don't yeah. want to see nothing what i saw at white hart lane so first time since i went back there since we, we we won the premier league there the second time and i never want to go back again <laughs> i'll be honest with you no i understand um, that but it's just it's, it's it's more than points on the line it's bragging rights it's pride it's who owns new north london well, technically yeah. London is red, but y- you know what I mean. When it comes to North London, there is always that argument. Um, okay. I think in terms of selling out, it's really exciting. I wasn't yes. too impressed in December for Tottenham. They only managed to like f- fill out three quarters of the bottom of the bowl. Um, I was Tottenham. quite surprised by that. I mean, I mean, yeah. I've got, I want to get this is what I've just got discussion wants to lean on at the moment. We'll get on top of the rivalry space, but in terms of the this attendance, because there's been a lot of attendance war stuff on Twitter, um, and I, I hold my hand up. I'm probably fanning the flames and that a lot because people just say, "Yeah, where's your, where, where's your trophy?" But this is a momentous. I think we all agree this is a momentous moment that we actually setting sixty thousand. I mean, I remember how amazing it was when Wolfsburg was sixty thousand. We thought, "Wow, we'll never see things like this ever again." And now we're potentially getting it twice in a row. Um, just what a what are Arsenal doing right here? What in ter- what are Arsenal doing, in your opinion, that are actually driving high attendance at the Emirates Stadium? And what are the other clubs, we'll say Chelsea at Stamford Bridge or Man United at Old Trafford or Spurs at the, 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 the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? Why aren't they able to do what Arsenal are doing? Matt, I'll come to you. I would actually look at the broader picture as a whole. You look at Leicester and uh, Bristol. They're both at Ashton Gate and King Power, respectively. Mm. They do get the numbers, hmm. but you could probably say the fan base doesn't have that pull yet because whether or not they like it, the, the men's team are bigger and there's not that history there. Um, you look at other other teams, Man United, can't be, they can't be bothered to move away from their small little stadium <laughs> in Lee. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to chuck for that one. I thought Russell. Well, was I know as well. we've, I know, I know your personal feelings on the stadium. So well, but, yeah, we, we know you have a bias. It's, like it's, the, it's the same with City. City, City stay in, stay in the, their academy stadium or whatever it's called now. When they've got another stadium that's the other side, unless it's a Manchester derby, then they decide to bring, bring, bring out the big guns, which it needs to. There need to be a way that everyone can come together. I mean. There are players that are really big for them uh, in terms of Beth England, Martha Thomas, I'll probably say Becky Spencer as well, Ashley Neville. Uh, some of these players that you thought, oh, we can lean on them. Whereas you look at how we do it, it seems to be not just the one club mentality. It's more of um, who hasn't done something yet? Oh, Cara hasn't done something. Cara, you do this. Um, mm. And then uh, it might be Vic. Vic and uh, I think Vic was doing something with someone. Katrine, Katrine. Thank you. Um, oh, the, the translation, the yeah, uh, yeah the different language, Dutch, home languages. The Dutch yeah. and the uh, Danish. They all, they all, yeah, they all jump in and do something together, or they'll they'll turn around and say, "Look, it's your turn to do this," or that everyone sort of is jumping on in with that. Whereas I don't think you see that. I think you're more likely to see that with players that are happy and willing to do that it just seems to be very shied away from with other clubs um but then again you look at someone who like united go back on that again i think we've had you both sat here and said that they go solely on the england the lion, yeah the lionesses the, the lionesses yeah. so the mary Earps, um etc tune in paris yeah yeah. Um, just quick, quick, quickly, oh, we want to lodge a question for yourself, but for both of you, um, what has been your favourite mm. Arsenal content to drive ticket sales? I mean, I have mine and I'm pretty sure we're all going to say the same. I, I think the alphabet. Some... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the alphabet. But I also find it absolutely hilarious when Kyra Cooney Cross says Derby. Derby. <laughs> I think it's absolutely hilarious. But um, yeah, no, a lot of it for me with the ticket sales, it's got to be some Gen B content. There's quite a few Gen B content, and, and I, I miss it. I miss it. Mm. So she is responsible for a lot of the ticket sales before, obviously, this this game and the rest mm. of the game. Um, oh, and United, I should say, because she wasn't mm. there for that. Um, but she she was even even when she was like on her TikTok and things, she was promoting tickets there, and she didn't have to. And um, I do, I do want to touch on what you were just talking about. I think with Arsenal, we're the most cultural accepting club mm. i don't know if you guys have actually seen it but when at the emirates men's or women's when a goal does go in it says goal on the screen and then you've got all these different other languages you've got sign mm. language up there yes i've seen and that it's, it's we're so culturally accepting it's like we're one big family we're the main common thing between us is arsenal mm. and the it's, it's just the part of the culture we've always been like that it's just with the women's we we do seem to push it a lot more because we love to get into know our players. It's like when someone new comes in, you get all this exciting new content, and then they'll rotate to someone else who who has come in. It's really it's it's, it's it makes fans feel valued. We should also say, I mean, who how many other net, uh, clubs can boast huge wraps around their stadium that feature the history that we have and banners hanging up. Banners hanging outside the stadium of you know of the, play, the women players as well as the men, which I've been yeah. crying out for ages. Um, to take our Arsenal hats off, I know this is going to be hard because they're super glued on, but if we just 
take them off to one side and we look Might at the cells as a whole. Yeah, <laughs> and we move away from Arsenal and we look at the rest of the competition. Because um, obviously we want, we don't want, as much as it's nice to have an Arsenal exclusivity to, to the rights of we're selling out the men's stadiums. Obviously the bigger picture is we want every stadium to sell out. We want Stamford Bridge and you know, Old Trafford, etc. Anfield to sell out. What club do you think, Lottie, is best positioned to be the next one to sell out? Who do you reckon will be the next men's team to sell? And it could be a big team, it could be a, not a big team sort of team, but like it could be, as Matt was on about, you know, Bristol or Leicester or, you know, ones at the higher end of the table. Who do you reckon is best positioned to have that men's stadium sell out? Do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back Bristol City because their numbers, their numbers are bigger than Chelsea. They're bigger than Man United. Sorry. But no, I like that. I like that. I when like you look that. at the numbers, I am back in Bristol City because there's some of their fans are the nicest fans you'll ever meet. I mean, if, like we we've met Charhan. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's lovely. Chat. He will be back very soon, mm. joining us. But some of the it's it's I find it's the lower league fans that are more humble than the ones mm. that come with with a big men's club and they think they they've got a right entitlement respects. Yeah, that's it. That's the word, mm. and. You've got no history. What are you talking about? You won the championship, yes, but there's nothing else there <laughs> for me to give you respect. When you, when like, there is. I'm not saying it's all the all of those specific fans. Sorry, couldn't get my words out. Um, but it's just self entitlement from some mm. b- big men's clubs, and it's annoying. <laughs> Yeah, there's some people who think because they were their men's team is big by rights, their women's team is also big as well. It doesn't work like that. Like, just, you know, they're not all... Unless you're Arsenal. And, and, unless you are Arsenal. Jonas did actually talk about the the what's happened with the team, obviously, since he's come on board. And obviously, it's not just him. It's it's loads of people working together behind the scenes of the club and obviously the fans as well. And he, he says something like, if you were able to bottle up what we've got, you know, with the fans and the support and everything and, and put the bottle on and sell it, you'd make a lot of money. I think it's 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 incredible. It's beautiful. I remember being at the Chelsea. I've said it before. I've been there for the Chelsea game back in twenty. It would be twenty one, I think, or twenty twenty one, and it was only eight thousand. And now we're looking to hit sixty thousand. And I'll be watching the audience figures with intrigue tomorrow. I think at some point, maybe late in the afternoon, it's going to hit the critical mass, and we will hit sixty thousand, and that will be incredible. And I can't wait for the game. So let's dive straight in. Just before that, you if I'm honest, I think the closest we're going to see is the Merseyside derby. Last time out was 21,000 at yep. Anfield. Uh, last season at Goodison Park, it was 22,000 just over. So I would oh. say it's going to be the Merseyside derby if that comes to a sellout before anyone else Pro- does. Pro- problem is, is Goodison Park is going to be no more soon, isn't it? They're going to be moving into their new stadium. Um, uh, ne- maybe, not yeah. The next season uh, come in, it'd be the season after. Season after, it'd be interesting to see how many games they opt to play there. You know, mm-hmm. whether, or whether they'll stay at Waterfall Park. I would love to see a sell out at Anfield. I think that would be amazing. And I'd love to see the Arsenal play at Anfield because, well, certainly looking at the men's perspective, Arsenal versus Liverpool on the men's side is always spectacular at Anfield. I'd love for something similar on the women's side. I think that would be amazing. But the order of the day is Spurs and. Um, We'll go over their last form. Five, last five games, just the two wins. Haven't won their last three games. Um, quick pop quiz. They've lost two of the last three. Who were they against? I'll give you one each. Who are the who are the two teams they've lost in the last three games? Oh, God. Um, I think one was West Ham because I've got close clinic. No. Well, now being I can't remember. No, it's not West Ham. No, no, it wasn't. 
No, okay. Yeah, I'll, 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 uh, it's, it was Manchester City. I was going to say Man City. Oh, yeah, Bunny sure. <laughs> and, a, and a Jordan Knob screamer in a 2-1 win Villa. for Aston Villa. Yes. Both of them actually at Spurs' home ground, which is uh, what I found quite interesting. Glorious. So uh, it was mentioned, uh, our researchers, and obviously you just let me know again, reminded me, Lottie, uh, Drew Spence and Ashley Neville, two of some of their key players are in contention, which is a bit annoying. Um, thoughts on their season so far? They're currently sixth in the table, so firmly locked mid-table, just three points behind Liverpool. I think we can all agree of having a decent season. Um, taking our Arsenal bias off, because let's be honest, we want to see them relegated with zero points and then we'd all laugh. laugh, laugh I know, I know. I know, you know, I know how hard that is. But that's why I want to say we'll go. We'll start off first few seconds. We just say we can all agree we want to see Spurs relegated with zero points, minus a trillion goal difference, and we all wish to laugh, laugh on their grave. I think we can all Absolute agree that, can't we? Face. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We can all agree that. But if you were to look at this as mature individuals, I know that's going to be hard for the three of us. Certainly for me. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to go back to laugh. <laughs> um, while Lottie recovers herself. We could probably agree that Spurs were had a bit of a poor season last season. Didn't do well. Obviously, um, uh, Skinner, Rianne Skinner got uh, got the sack. They were kept up by Beth England's goals. This season, they seem to be returning to a form similar to two seasons ago. Um, Matt, do you think this is where Spurs are? Are they just a, just a comfortable mid-table team, or are they potentially building towards something better? Um, if I'm being honest, I think last season they panicked a lot, and the fact that they panicked is why they brought Beth England. Yeah. They then look, had a hard look at themselves in the mirror, thought, what can we do a bit different? They And they said, right, let's get another striker in, got Martha Thomas in. A bit of a surprise, if I'm honest, that she went to uh, Tottenham. I know she wanted games and she was going to get that. Um, Sometimes it is a bit better to go further down the table and get more minutes. You can see someone like Nikita Paris has done a bit better for United mm. uh, at the moment. And it's it's just one of those things. Um, but I don't, there are players there that I should look at them and go, really, you've decided to go there? And you look at someone like Charlie Grant, fantastic right back for Australia, and she decided to move in January. Um, uh, there's so many other players in that squad. You go, why are you there? Why aren't you pressing to go to a Champions League club or a club going for titles? Because at this moment in time, I don't see them as potential challengers for Champions League spots. I think that they're in maybe in two years when... Perhaps Chelsea have had to change managers about 14 times because Todd Bowler is so impatient he couldn't <laughs> wait for it for a pint in the, in the bar. He'll probably be bottling the bar Please and then asking for the pint. Blue, blue billion no, let's bottle not, drops. Go on, go on. Let, let's not. Let's no, not um, yeah, that, let's, yeah. Um, my, my feeling is they're obviously they've got a lot of talent. They're getting a lot of talent in. I think it's fair to say. Beth um, you mentioned. We should say Martha Thomas. Um, I've been very impressed with her because I think she didn't really shine at Maynard she struggled for games but she's um, become almost the lead strike I thought Beth England would be the main player obviously she's been out for some of the most of the season Martha Thomas has stepped in and we should say she did score the winner against us um, last season so <coughs> like this, last year sorry this season but last Challenge. year she nearly scored a second as well yeah. thanks to Chloe sliding in last minute with let's, her next let's and... be honest Martha Thomas is a baller 
let's be honest. I she's on international duty. If I can watch Scotland, I will just to watch Martha Thomas. Do you think the league would benefit? I mean, this is going to sound really like nasty, but do you think this, from an Arsenal perspective, do you think the league would benefit from Spurs being good and being challenging Arsenal? I think on the men's side, when uh, Richard Pochettino took the helmet Spurs and raised their game, just as we were sort of on the way down, and you had some really intense North London derbies when you knew the result wasn't a given, that you'd have to fight until the 90th minute to get, you know, what could even just be a point. Whereas on the women's side, they've always been, walk- in the past, they've been walkovers, they've been, you know, 5-1s, 6-1s, 4-0s, you know, just the, the result was decided before, pretty much. Now Spurs have obviously won a game and, you know, fair play to them for that. Do you think Arsenal and the league would benefit from having Spurs being a stronger entity in the league and make those North London derbies really competitive and intense? Do you know what? That's what we want. That is what we want when it comes to a North London derby. Um, mm. I think after that 1-0 loss in December, I actually took a look at Tottenham and they're building something and there's something happening. And this is and they're investing in the team with the people yeah. that have come in, the people that are on loan. Um, I think it's, re- it's exciting for them, but it's also for a club like us with our bragging rights and everything else, mm. we've got to watch up. We've now got to be careful. Um, we'll still run our game how we want it but we've got to accept there will be that challenge back Mm. because they're going to have that attitude we're not the pushovers we were before we beat you once we're going to do it again because that's what they're going to want and you can tell if you've I haven't seen the um, interview for the the press interview from the Tottenham manager yet Mm. Um, I I did want to have a nose and see if he's still coming up with fighting talking like he did last time we all hmm. sat there and laughed, and then look what happened. We got a passport um, down. I mean, we had a warning. Yeah. We had a warning shot two seasons yeah. prior when um, we needed a late Viv header to scrape a point at their ground. So but this is like the difference was though that game we were we 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 actually thoroughly deserved to win that game. And did we? Uh, yes, it was just a, a few odd, odd, odd bits and pieces. And you think thinking we should have a, had a couple of goals here. The, the referee blowing. A, early on Jordan well, yeah the Jordan Nobbs effort things I like would... that it's just it was at that time it was a bit frustration because it was very similar to the game that they were actually eventually won uh, in the this end is it po- was... this is my point I think there was a game there's two games where we just we've maybe dominated possession but haven't taken chances yeah possession, and... possession doesn't win your games though that's the problem no and uh, but the and idea somebody... is that if if you have more of the ball they can't score yeah I know that but you look at, I'm going back to men's foot, look at Porto in Champions League for the yeah, men. All absolutely. that possession, one tiny mistake, and that's it. This, like, it, I it, hate, the Porto manager annoyed me, but he's right. Possession he's not right. in new games. Unless and, you're scoring the goals, then it's well, this story. This brings on to the next point, which is obviously we lost, we lost that game, and it was very traumatic and very annoying because it came off the back of us obviously battering Chelsea and um, beating them in a penalty shootout, and it was it just sent us into Christmas on a bit of a low. So obviously we want to put that right, um, Matt. What did we do wrong? If we sort of half lent on it um, in December, but also what do Arsenal need to do this time around in order to not see a repeat of what happened in December? Apart from putting the ball in the back of the net a couple well, of times. Well, that's the obvious one. But like, <laughs> I mean, why? The right, the right phrase is be clinical. That's yeah. what I want. I don't want to see any of this uh, shooting whenever you can be, whenever you want. Because 
what who, who was it was it Caitlin had shots from that and Frida were having shots and they were hit being blocked left right center and it there was it was just the the um what's the word I'm thinking of um the, the way they were think they were overthinking it essentially and that's what did them in because they instead of thinking a, they either had too much time or they thought right okay I'll pass this across now too late someone's come in and block, blocked it and away they go it was just very rinse repeat there was no additional plan it just felt like right we're just got to throw as many forwards on as possible now and get that goal um if I'm honest Alessia Russo could have quite easily scored um mm. had Amanda been able to jump a little bit lower a, no. a bit lower she might have been able to get ahead of her already on target Ford hit, Ford hit the post in the first half yes. as well there, there was, there's chances after chances and just thinking surely one of these going I, I'm it, it reminds me of I was playing um EA t- earlier today and I had one, one of my female players I think it was Beth Mead actually no, it wasn't. Who was playing? Halo Rasso hit the crossbar, hit the hit the left post and the right <laughs> post. I was like, are you going to finally score? And yeah. it, it just felt, I felt like mm. that. I, I know Beth's done it in an actual game, actually. Yeah, she did it against Chelsea. She, she did. Pulled, well, pulled well, pulled my, she did it at Man United. Yeah, even. My, my fear is this is going to be like the Villa game we had when it was when we had it got taken into like twelve minutes at a time, wherever it was, and we, only then did we finally get the two goals. And I fear it's, it's going to be them backs against the wall defending we can't afford to concede the first goal obviously just hope uh, lessons have been learned that's well, the thing that you bring on board because it's a learning curve for them. well we said it's the low blocks isn't it we saw it away at west ham we saw it away at spurs mm. and obviously at home against liverpool um and it's just it's just a frustration because we know there's there's better talent but yeah you will i think in that spurs game i think about 20 minutes ago i mean i, I was sat with you and i saw 20 minutes ago when they had that lead I was thinking, yes, we're not going to score here. And I think the team panicked. I genuinely, th- I think the team, I think the players panicked when they realised, oh my goodness, we're about to lose to Spurs and just lost all their composure. And I hope the result against Man United will give them a bit of confidence that, you know, back, getting quickly back to winning ways and mm. a win in front of a record crowd, which looks like it's going to be, I should say again, at 2013 in the evening at time of recording, the lower tier and club level are showing us sold out on the Arsenal app, which is just upper tickets remain, upper tier tickets remaining. Just as things quickly, that's Adam, you day. did make... They're very sparse individual mm. ones. I did have mm. a look. You did make a good point, Adam. The other day it was, I think did it I? was after the after the after the Tottenham game. We were, I'm pretty sure I was thinking about this. Like well, the amount of times we play West seems like West Ham are playing the low box, and you want the how you play against low box is essentially you play the one, two, three touches, um, yep. three touch football. Get a quick, quick and as uh, yeah, quick, uh, nice and quick, pacey and into the box and you get your shots on and that doesn't happen you said i think it was that this comes with time and because this team is relatively new together you look at the players that have come in essentially that are playing now um so let's just say for example vic Vic, freezer and kyra in the midfield alessia up front um and chloe on the right essentially that that's a t- that that sort of team haven't played together no. as much as say a uh, Kim Kim Leah and uh, Frida with Estina up top and Beth on the right. 
Well, th- yeah, there's there's so many players, there's so many combinations yeah. that haven't been played because of a sheer quantity of players available. Whereas obviously last season it was just the same team, and because it was available, and they were able to play through, and that almost accelerated their growth because all had so many games they could play together. Nowadays, it's I know Jonas played a bit was a bit more consistent start of the start of the year. That team didn't in the, the games that played. I don't think fully bonded as well as it could have done. Um, well. We'll go through the players that can and can't play. Uh, we should just say uh, Lacasse, Fox and Sabs are all unavailable uh, because of the Gold Cup. Um, rather miffed about the Lacasse one because I thought she was just starting to, sh- to shine and show a bit of what we got, what she's got and was very impressive in the main night game and she's not available. So uh, for Catleen, Kyra will be back probably late from Australia. Um, so go to you first, Lottie. How do you think we are going to line up. Manusin's burger and goal. There's no debate about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And, and Bahadi, unless Bahadi makes a, a shock start. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. And then you've got Katie. Katie on the left, Steph on the right. The middle combination is going to be interesting because Leah Williamson, we won't know until kickoff, basically, mm. an hour before kickoff. Yeah. But I would put Amanda in with um, Lotta. Amanda's point. not going to... Uh, Jonas has confirmed that Amanda will not be ready for the Spurs game. It looks oh, to God. me like it's going to be Leia. Well, then be... I'll take Leia. I'll take Leia. I didn't know that. I haven't actually seen the press yet. So I'm not, probably not the best person to say. As the so, only two fit um, ones, it's, it looks at the current moment in time that it's going to be Leia and Lotta. So yeah. they're saying that we played in the main, not again. Mm. Yeah. You don't. So you Happy think Leia, Leia on the bench? Possibly just to fill, fill out the bench, if that makes sense. If she's not ready, I'd rather keep her there where she's safe. To be honest, I know we all want to see Leah Williamson play, but we want to see Leah Williamson. We want to see Leah Williamson score a North London derby goal. I mean, that would be. Yes, I know that. But... If she did that in the lot when she if she she's was not come on fit, the last ten minutes, would you rather uh, well, play? Get I tell you what, lots lots of the season. Lotta I want scoring. a lot of Ruben Moy yeah. goal in that game. Yeah. And I and I want an Izzy celebration. That's what I want yes. from this game. I knew you were going to say oh. that. Izzy's <laughs> um, so cute. Like, I, 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 to be honest, I have been learning sign language with her on her Instagram. It's quite cool. Oh, that's oh, okay. Yeah, no, I've I've kind of reignited my interest into, into signing. I like I've I know my basics, but I want to be a bit more further mm-hmm. than that. Um, so yeah, that's I, pretty cool. Um, um, is it middle of the park? Oh. Who do I have? Leah Volte, Kim Little, mm-hmm. hands down. I put Russo in the 10, mm. Beth on the right, Ford on the left, and Steena up top. We know Ford likes, likes a Spurs goal. Um, yeah. If, if she's on form. This weekend, if, if, she's, she's scored over the international breaks. I'm hoping that that confidence is rocketed. rocketed um, and Steph Catley's got her assisting boots on and all. I'm praying for it. McCabe will obviously be at right back, and we think you can probably say Steph will be the left back. Matt, do you have any variants on that? Any alternates and maybe the strike force in the midfield? I think we are the position where most of the team just pick itself, not not because of maybe choice, but because of availability. Yeah, I imagine it's going to be the same back four that we saw against United, uh, mm-hmm. back five including Manu. Uh, I would have gone Little and Leovolti as the uh, duo I would have probably picked Vic as the attacking midfielder at this moment in time. And then Beth, Caitlin, Beth and Caitlin on the wings with Alessia up top. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Vic isn't available. I wouldn't imagine then Kim would go into the number 10 role 
and we will probably see Kyra come in. Mm. Or Kyra the, not radar. I'm just curious. Sorry, Adam. Um, mm. I th- I think this se- I know this season she hasn't been able to have that chance to shine. Um, just at this current moment, I think that um, there's been a little bit more faith with some of the old old guard, and there hasn't been her chances yet to really jump back in. And I don't think Hengarisa has really helped her either at Norway <laughs> because that's really demoted her. Yeah, confidence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my, I've I think obviously she'll come back with a bit more than just a little bit of confidence after yeah. that brace. I, I, I hope so. Um, yeah. And I've got, full, she, I've got full faith in Frida at the moment. So if she does start, like fair enough, and I hope that she's out there and she actually has a solid game. I don't, and I just hope that she learns. Like she needs to slow it down. She doesn't need to shoot and hit the defender every chance she has when she's outside the box. She's got qualities that she, uh, that we saw last season. Just hopefully that she can reignite those qualities. I mean, the fact that she scored brace and she got player of the match as well. It's, it's small things like that that can just build your confidence. Um, just take for example, what I felt really shitty. Hey, I swear for the I swear for the first time. No, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the first. Um, right. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Ten pounds uh, in the swear jar, please. <laughs> yeah, Shocking. I felt really cra- crappy um, no. uh, during my last set of tournaments, and it just uh, twenty pounds. It, it, it took a um, it took a a for me to go right. I feel better now. Yes, it's, it's things like that make you feel feel better, better. You get a shot, a chance, a pass. Because something something simple, and you're on your way again. You feel a bit better, and you're back to your normal self. I mean, I I would love, as much as I'd love to see. Russo lead the line and score a hat trick and stuff, and that'd be amazing. I can't look past the fact that last season Stina and Frida had a really good sort of one-two combination going, and with Viv on the sidelines, th- th- that would for me probably be the the better combination. Obviously, Russo was on the bench of the May night game. We were three 0 up at half time. Is Stina? Could we stick with that? Obviously, Lacasse was part of that as well, and and um, Kim I think was at the ten, but. I could imagine potentially a, a Stina striker, Frida Ten, and and Little Velty midfield duo. My concern is, is there maybe is an over reliance on two players who are sort of moving towards the the end of their article and thinking we need to have something in to maybe replace. It. I'm hoping that's going to be Pullover and Casey. Uh, Casey, we know Kyra came on for the Spurs game early in the season. I'm not really sure she had a great sort of. I mean, we were all a bit pants then, but she didn't really sort of um, shine, shall we say? Maybe we hoped so. Maybe she'll be different this time around. I could certainly see her coming I on at half time. The first time they've really played her was on the Wednesday night before, and she was just a midfield maestro in that game. Mm. And I think they kind of sussed her, so to speak. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense, she was she wasn't she was trying to do the same thing she did on the Wednesday night in the was it the Conti Cup. Yeah, it's Conti Cup. Yeah. Yeah, in the Conti Cup, so I think she was a bit sus, but she she's coming back fresh from decent minutes with with the Matildas. So mm. we'll, we'll see what happens. I can see her coming off the bench. Yep, I am going to say that. Although watch watch her start tomorrow, and I've said that. <laughs> could, could, could we just get a quick shout no. out? I meant to mention this earlier, but can we get a shout out to the Adidas um, mural uh, that they've been put up, which has got her face. On it, I think that that's great to uh, great to see that uh, that uh, promotion and representation of the uh, of the Matildas. Um, so yeah, well done, Kyra. That's fantastic. Um, I hope you have a great uh, 
Derby. Um, <laughs> so your um, your match day predictions for the North London Derby. Uh, Lottie, I'll come to you first. Which way do you see this falling? I want drama. So I'm going 4-2 to the Arsenal. Sorry, okay. Manu, I love you, but after what I saw Grace Clinton do, yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, just You mentioned Manu. How confident are you Manu will be able to shake off her little fumble uh, against England and, and have a be back to her normal self? Uh, for well, the she's not playing Alessia Russo, so she'll be absolutely fine. Let's no, be she'll be, she's playing I'll Martha Thomas' best England. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not... I'm tr- Put it this way, when Russo played for the other team, you always knew she was scored against Manu. Yeah. Yeah, Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, Always yeah no, I'll I'll I'll, I'll um, take so that I'm one. Yeah, pretty. I'm pretty confident. Um, long as lot, well, loss is going to be commanding that back line for me. I think. Um, That's the other question I'm going to mention. How confident are that Kadina is going to be okay in that back line? She was a bit, bit flaky um, against May Nine. Has been wobbles. Sort of worked her way into the game, but. Are you confident that she, her and Lotta is going to be okay as a back two for this song? I think once she settles in, I think she'll be fine. But I think Katie and Steph, well, Katie especially, will have to do a lot of mopping up for the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's nothing right. against Leia, but it's just the case of Leia settling down into the game. And when you've got the likes of Beth Ingram's charging at you, it's not fun. You need that big attitude like Katie to say, no, hello. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, yeah. I'm praying. Um, can't have that chances that we had last time where both Sabrina and Leia decided to give the ball away and mm. United could have easily been 2-0 up after about five minutes. I should say, obviously, we know Beth England, certainly from a Chelsea days, loves a goal against Arsenal, has scored a few down the years. I'm really hoping that her move to Spurs has sort of left that in her past. Uh, Matt, 4-2 from Lottie. Could you give yeah, what's your impression? Any, anything higher or, or is it going to be a, a, an even closer game? Uh, I don't know. I, you, you never know what you're going to get. You could get the... Well, that applies to any football match. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this is, you could get the Tottenham team that just turn up and... Uh, Right, okay, we're going to sit deep, and this is how we're going to do this, this, and this. Mm. Um, and that means it will probably end up being a one-nil sort of game. Or are you going to get right? Let's just go out, go out. Let's get a proper game going, and it could end up being like a three-two, and maybe Alessa Russo scores the winner, or uh, Leah Williamson, or maybe Manu comes up for a corner and scores a last-minute dive. And you never know in these sorts of games. It's just one of those. What, what, what's your score prediction? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll go 2-1 Arsenal. 2-1 Arsenal. I'm going to go 3-1 Arsenal. And I predict that either Lotta or Leia are going to get their North London derby goal. And I think... Oh, I called Lotta first. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're calling Lotta, then I'll, I'll have Leia Williamson off the bench. Um, I think it's going to be 2-1 and then she'll get the clincher and there'll be a... Leia, a Leia, Leia Williamson. Sorry, who? Leia Williamson. Thank you. You said hey, Leia, Leia Williamson. So hey, if, if Leia Kadena gets a goal, I won't, I'll be pretty chuffed with that as well. Um... So, yes, she'll be the only player that we have signed since the summer that hasn't scored yet. Who could you Kyra. Yeah. Well, she scored against Reading in the League Cup. She's, oh, yes. No, so it's Kyra. It's Kyra. <laughs> it's just Kyra. I would love Kyra to score and not make Charlie Grant at the same time. That would be, <laughs> oh, sublime. <laughs> like yeah. the, the best friend friendship would be in jeopardy there, but I think they'd, she'd take it with a pinch of salt, to be fair. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for a Kara Cooney cross goal. That would be something special indeed. Um, but that's it. That's all the time we have uh, for the pod. 
um, Arsenal versus Spurs. Should just say a last last minute fact: Spurs are the only team left in WSL who can actually um, potentially go unbeaten against Arsenal this season. If Arsenal win, they would have beaten every team in the league at least once this season. So there's a bit of an extra incentive. And of course, we will go um, well based on the Man City Everton game. We'll assume Man City beat Everton. That six points ahead of us, we'll need to win this one to catch up. So big game, big audience, big stadium, big spectacle. Um, all we need is the Arsenal to uh, turn up. So before we leave, um, we'll just quickly say, where can we find your social media? Matt, where can we find you? You can find me at MattsLR28 or you can find us on VAW Pod. Absolutely. Do make give that if you are enjoying our pod. Do give that crowd a follow. Um, all the updates on uh, pods coming out, and we do post some Arsenal updates as well. Oh, Matt, Maria, um, I'll just say today. Oh, we absolutely. That it, it was Maria's birthday today. Yeah. Um, the original Gunner. Um, the original Gunner. The original uh, song maestro. Uh, we should say we'll probably do a little bit more on the uh, review. Of talking about Maria. I mean, I was lucky enough to meet her um, during, well, my first full season sort of supporting them and what transpired to be her last. And she was an incredible woman. And she, like me, she sat in the East End. And the moment the game kicked off, she was singing to the rafters and didn't stop until full time. And she was just a lovely woman. And it was it was a pleasure to see her and, and even chat with her. Um, and I, I look at that. The, the, we mentioned the attendances earlier. The huge attendances we're seeing at the stadiums and the songs that are now being sung at the stadiums. I always think back to Maria and just think, I wish she could have been there to see this. But I think this is almost her legacy. And I think if she's watching up from above, she'd be very proud of what this Arsenal can do, uh, of this Arsenal fan base, sorry, are doing. Um, so, yeah, um, many thanks, uh, Maria. Lottie, where can we find you? Find me at Lottie um, underscore AWFC, Instagram or um, Twitter. Twitter slash X slash the. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> that is the HTML address. No. True. It is the HTML address, and thank God they haven't changed that yet. Um, and in that the so-called the, the so-called site that we all call Twitter, um, you can find me at Adam Salter Four, where I'll be posting my ramblings, audience updates, and occasionally when I write for Sporting Her, you can see my articles there as well. But that's it. That's full time on this particular preview. It's been a pleasure. Um, just looking forward to the game on Sunday and hoping for another win um, and uh, knock the spuds back to uh, back to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with a win. So, yeah, come on, you gunners. Mm-hmm.